BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. The Chicago Bears get a win against the Carolina Panthers. Who stood out the most in the game? Who were the studs? Who were the duds? We're going to talk about that on today's episode. We're also going to talk about recent comments from Stephen A. Smith in regards to Justin Fields, and we're going to dive into the mailbag. All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host here, Hayes. Make sure you guys are following the channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So we got to talk about some of the players that stood out both positively and negatively in the win over the Carolina Panthers yesterday. And overall, it was just good to see the Bears get a dub, right? And it was an ugly when, you know, but the defense really stood out, and that's kind of where we're going to f- focus on, especially that secondary. One of the players that stood out the most was Kyler Gordon. Kyler Gordon is really coming into his own like we expected at the start of the season. A little bit of a rough start for him, considering the injury, things like that. But listen, he played well in coverage. He played well against the run. He played well brit- uh, blitzing. Kyler Gordon is an all-around player and a cornerback that at that nickel position makes him so dangerous, and it was really good to see Kyler Gordon have the type of game that he's had, especially as the season went on, right? And overall, like I said, the the, the the secondary itself is really standing out a lot and growing together. And that is why you guys know I want to see I want to see Johnson stay here, man. I want to see JJ stay here. And I and I really hope that he ends up doing uh, doing that because uh Jaquan Brisker, another player that really stood out, a little bit of a slow start for Jaquan Brisker, but again, he made his presence felt very well in this game as well. And as that secondary is continue, continually to grow together. Man, it just can be such a beautiful thing I see on the other side of this when it's all said and done once that secondary is finishing developing because you have so many players that are all kind of around that same age in that secondary. Man, can they show up and become a force potentially in the NFL when it's all said and done. So let's hope that that's the case, right? Um, But you got to look at many aspects of the defense. The defense that didn't give up a single touchdown in this game. The only only time we gave up a touchdown was in the special team. So you got to look at that. But the run defense in this game was immaculate. And the pass defense was solid as well, especially when you look at the play of Montez Sweat. Montez Sweat getting like, 
I think it was like six QB pressures, no sacks, but he did help other players get sacked with the amount of pressure he was able to put on. But that rush defense as well, it they snuffed them out in that game. And so when you look at the fact uh, how the, the, the Panthers run game to 43 yards, 43 yards, 43, I repeat. So definitely things that, that stood out about that Chicago Bears defense was the play of the defensive line, solid, right? Not again, not amazing. Would have liked us to get a little bit more sacks. But again, Montez Sweat definitely making his presence felt. And that he is an absolute force. When you go and look at that all 22, you were going to see Montez Sweat just, he was just pushing plays off like they were nothing. And that is the type of force that we need as an anchor to continue building out that defensive line. Listen, you guys know, I, I love Jared Verse in this upcoming draft. If the Bears are able to get him and pair him with Montez Sweat, and then you can move Walker into the interior defensive line, hey, we got some things there. Now, Justin Jones did get a sack in this game. I do want to give him that. Yannick Ngakwe got a sack as well. But listen, it came down to the pressure that Montez Sweat was able to put on the opposing uh, offensive line, and he made that offensive line pay. Now, looking at the offensive side of the ball, Deontay Foreman continues to shine for this team. 21 carries, 80 yards, averaging 3.8 yards per carry, and he had two catches for 12 yards. Listen, Deontay Foreman has reminded anybody if there was any question, I'm here, and I can still play this game, and I would not be surprised at all if Deontay Foreman ends up getting signed to a big deal by a team this offseason. He didn't get that. He signed a one-year deal with Chicago. We know we got Roshan. We got Khalil Herbert. I would not be surprised if Deontay Foreman goes elsewhere and signs for much more money than what we gave him, for example. But, you know, those things definitely stood out in this game. Cole Komet having a solid game as well. Him and DJ Moore having solid games in that passing game. We didn't pass. Didn't have a whole hell of a lot of passing yards overall. So, you know, their numbers aren't going to be kind of the jump out the stat sheet numbers overall. But I think that they played really good in this game as well. When you look at DJ Moore, nine targets, five receptions for 58 yards. Cole Komet, seven uh, targets for five receptions. 45 yards, solid, no touchdowns in that, but again, very solid in that and in, in their play, and I respect the level of play that they were able to give the Chicago Bears because we needed every bit of it. So overall, like I said, some really positive things to take away from uh, aspects of this game uh, that we did. Uh, like I said, only giving up a, a, a touchdown on the punt team, so that's a fail there overall. Uh, Darnell Mooney didn't really have a big game that I was hoping that he was going to have. But that's really it. It's more positive than negative takeaway from this game. Of course, still negatives with the with the coaching overall. But at the end of the day, we got a dub, and and the defense is definitely improving now that we're getting healthier and we're starting to see a more continuity in that defense as well, especially in the secondary. Some really good things to take away, I think, from this game overall that I'm really happy to see from the Chicago Bears. Now, before we get into the mailbag, I was going to talk about this. Stephen A. Smith recently was on, and he said this. If I'm Justin Fields, I don't think about playing again in Chicago. I want to get the hell up out of there. Now, listen, Stephen A. Smith is going to say Stephen A. Smith type things. I think that is bullshit. I think it's also, as Stephen A. Smith, when he's talked on Chicago before, he doesn't really understand the ins and outs of Chicago. He's not following the Chicago Bears every day. He's looking at the scores. He's looking at the national headlines. Things like that. And don't get me wrong. The the conversation around Tyson Bajan, and especially comparatively to some of the stuff with Justin Fields, isn't great, right? And so I understand what Stephen A. Smith is rooted in saying that. But overall, I think that, well, I hope that we're going to see this team really look to keep improving things for Justin Fields. And when he does come back, hopefully he's clear for this upcoming Sunday. And if he is, hopefully he plays extremely well and he shuts up a lot of doubters as well. At least that's what I hope from this team. Let me, let me know what you guys think on Stephen A. Smith's comments down below. Not going to spend a lot of time on it. It's Stephen A. Smith. He's going to say what the hell he got to say. He's not going to shut up. It's going to be what it's going to be when it comes to it. But let me know what you guys think. 
All right, moving on from that, let's go ahead and get into the mailbag for today. This first voicemail, this one, this one is from Fred. What up, hey? What's going on, man? This is boy Fred, man. Just another loss, but I'm sorry you had passes, man. It's just, I don't know, man. I don't even know what the status is for me. What what can we say as fan base? You know, it's like they not listening to the fans. They're not giving the fans what we want. You know, if Ryan Poles going to sit here and continue to ride out and coach one more year, I'm done with him and the Bears because ain't no way in hell. Like, I mean, literally, ain't no way in hell you sit here and let your rookie quarterback try to win the game for you without even using a running game. And, and, you know what I'm saying, they use Mooney and everything. You know what I'm saying? But y'all, like, DJ, you know, he has that fumble. You know, DJ always try to get some extra yards, which I ain't bad and you know about that too much because it's very rare that you fumble. You know what I'm saying? But my thing is, man, you know, they keep talking about, oh, Tyson is the one, he's the one. Like, come on, stop it. Like, that shit Boomer Sison said, like, if, if Tyson Bailey win, how do you go back to field? Like, he's a fucking breaking freak anyway. I never liked Boomer Sison, never respected him anyway. But anyway, but I can't wait to Fields come back, man, because we know for a fact Fields can push that ball down the field. And if you notice, they weren't doing deep passes with Bailey. Because you know why? Because they don't have the arm to, to, to throw deep passes. And to be, you know what I'm saying, a starting quarterback. Yeah, he's a good backup, a good game manager. That's about it. But for them to see somebody they want to draft another quarterback at trade Fields, like, stop it. You know what I'm saying? Fields need better coaching and better O-line. And that O-line, oh, my God, was just terrible. Like, they, it's like they get worse every game they play, man. The D-line, you know, my sense sweat, he was getting pressure back there and stopping the run. But my thing is, this man was getting double-teamed. Yannick, uh, Justin Jones, everybody's on that D-line. Y'all should have been stepping up against some sacks as well, though. They need to take advantage of that shit, though, man. Like, this team is just, like, like pathetic, man. Like, I hope they don't bring Yannick back, though, man. Because I was all for them signing Yannick, and I was like, dude, you just came here to steal money for us, man. Like, you don't even show up on a stat sheet. And then on top of that, like, hey, man, I seen that boy Jared Burst highlight, and I had watched him last Saturday, too. Oh, we do get him and Marvin Harrison and Barbie, you know, sign a good veteran left tackle, man, and get us the center. And, like, so we won't have to go through this shit no more. Because this is fucking terrible watching this team at this point, man. Let me know what you think, man. Chicago up and bear all the way down. All right, Ryan Poles wanting to ride with Matt Eberflus another year. We're hearing more and more rumblings of that. You guys know, I don't agree. I want to see Matt Eberflus get the hell up out of town. I'm not a Matt Eberflus guy. I'm over Matt Eberflus at this point. I do not want to see Matt Eberflus in my city at all anymore. Get him up out of there. Get him out of Hollis. But there is something to be said that if Ryan Poles really does think that the coordinators, that's where he needed to make the upgrade at, and then maybe Matt Eberflus still developing as a head coach, maybe he thinks that there's some there, right? So maybe we do bring in a great offensive coordinator and a great defensive coordinator, and then they really uh, they look at keeping Matt Eberflus around. I don't agree with it. I don't think that that's the route that we should go. I think we should clean house with that coaching staff, bring in a coaching staff that's more so can build their system towards the strengths. We have uses on the offense and defensive side of the ball where we're not using players to their strengths. Secondary is better in man coverage. We don't run a lot of man coverage. We don't run blitzes very often, be it. We know we've had weaknesses on the defensive line. And then the offensive play calling, that story, we all know what that is. Luke Getzi is a terrible offensive play caller, especially when he's not playing with the lead. He gets a little bit more creative when he's playing with the lead. But those things definitely play a part, and they're noticeable for this Bears team. And so, you know, I, I, 
Matt Eberflus may want to. And, I, and I'm not going to say that there's not a chance of that. There is a chance here. I want to be clear on that. I want to set that expectations for everyone. But if I had my say in it, Matt Eberflus, Luke Getze, everybody got to go. That's my opinion. You guys can let me know what you guys think down below. And some people have even said, like, the improvement that the defense is starting to make may be a sign that maybe Matt Eberflus is doing a better job at play calling than what we thought. And he's really it's taken a couple of weeks, but maybe he is going to get the most out of that. So there is that to be said there as well. Uh, again, I like to talk about things from both sides and be fair on it, but I have my opinions on it. I'd love to hear your guys' opinions down below. All right, let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from Xavier. What's going on, guys? This is Xavier calling in, man. Um, I just want to get you guys' uh, opinion about a few things. Uh, as far as what we saw on Sunday with the Saints, um, no disrespect to Tyson Bajan. We ain't no bash or none of that. But like, he, like I said last time, keep saying here, game manager, bro. Like, that's cool, family. But when Fields gets back, if he does come back on Sunday, what are y'all expecting from him? You know, I, I just want to see some growth. You know, I just want to see, you know, how he's going to handle himself. You feel me? Yeah, my bad. I said Sunday. I meant Thursday against the Panthers. But I want to see some growth. I mean, the Panthers ain't got a great defense, you know. I mean, they only got, like, what, one win on the season. Um, that offensive line is as bad as ours, if not worse. Uh, Bryce Young, we can get to him. I think uh, Sweat, I expect him to have more pressures. And uh, also Yannick, I expect him to, you know, do his thing as well. But we got to get to Bryce Bryce, uh, Bryce Young. We definitely got to because everybody else been doing it. But what do y'all expect to see from Justin Fields on Thursday if he does play? Um, as far as the upcoming coaching situation, uh, I understand, you know, the season's still going on. But uh, I've just been already looking at some candidates, bro. I like the Detroit Lions offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson. I don't want another defensive coach. Last week I asked about Race Ryan as the defensive coordinator only, bro. I don't want him as a head coach because I don't want another defensive coach. The Bears are failing at that. The league has changed. It's an offensive league. We need an offensive mind in there and get some out of these guys. So uh, I like Detroit's Ben Johnson. Um, just somebody like that, a fresh face, a fresh new face. Because What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Like, these guys that they want to go get, that, that's like gurus and all this shit, it ain't working out, bro. It ain't working out at all, bro. The, the offensive coaches that they picked over the past few years, the Mark Trestmans, the, uh, the, the Matt Nagy's, it just didn't work. But I would rather have an offensive coach with the offensive lead that, that the NFL is now. What do you guys think about that? Uh, as always, you know, Chicago up there now. 
Expectations for Fields. I've, I agree with you on Tyson Bajan, a really good game manager. There's, you're not going to get any argument uh, from me in that one. So I don't have much to add on that because I think you're spot on. Now, as far as Tyson Bay, I'm sorry, as far as Justin Fields and the expectations around him upon his return, listen, he's going to have tons of expectations. It is what it is, right? You're going to have that. And everybody's going to look and see what Justin Fields is doing because it's going to inform the narrative that they take, especially leading into the draft. Do the Bears draft a quarterback? Don't they, right? That narrative is going to be a big part of this offseason as it was last offseason, even to a lesser degree, I think. It's going to be really big this offseason, especially with the season the Bears had. So Justin Fields, as far as like expectations that I have for him, I just want to see him get back to what he was, kind of those last two full games he played for the Chicago Bears. If he can get back to that, right, being more decisive, right? And I mean, and look, I don't mean in necessarily the stat, the stat output because he he what, he led the league in, 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 in touchdowns, throwing eight touchdowns in two games and one interception, I think it was. So, you know, those things are going to be there, but I just want to see Justin Fields See what he's learned from being on the sideline. Do we see a kind of more poised Justin Fields? And now understanding kind of look, because when you're able to sit down and look at things from a different perspective, hopefully that adds something for you. So, you know, what? how does Justin Fields manage the offense, right? How does he manage when to pass versus not? Does he feel, does he have confidence to go downfield, right? Does he manage it as well as like knowing when to use his legs? That's something that we also started to see from Justin Fields in the last couple of games of using his legs to extend the play, but still feeling comfortable passing in the pocket. Last two full games for Justin Fields before he went down. Uh, October 1st against Denver, uh, 35 attempts, 28 uh, completions, 335 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. He was still sacked four times in that game, but that was it. Um, QB rating of 132. And then in the second, ga- the second game uh, before he went down, the full game, because we're not counting Minnesota, that was a partial, um, against Washington. Uh, 29 attempts, 15 completions, 51% completing percentage, four touchdowns, no interceptions, was sacked three times, right? He also had 11 carries and 57 yards in that game. So that's what we want to see Justin Fields get back to, playing what, what to his strengths and his natural ability, but also showing growth in that passing game and his ability to go downfield and pick apart defenses. So that's still the thing that you want to see. You know, I don't think he's going to come right back in and be immediately right back in rhythm, but you never know, especially with Justin Fields, who's a freak athlete. You never know with that one. All right, let's move into the next voicemail. This one's from Darius. What's going on, man? Uh... Darius and Dallas here. Feel a little bit under the weather today, but I went back and watched that tape last night, and I got—I just had to call in, man. Again, I—and I—I may have mentioned something about this before in the past, but we're still getting beat over the middle, okay? And I know maybe—and I'm pretty sure, you know, you maybe you got some connections with some former players or some former DCs or coaches or something where you can ask them and find out when a team gets beat over the middle constantly particularly on third down. What is it a scheme thing? Is it a player thing? I can't put up. Can you, can you just explain to me why on third down we're always 15 yards off the fucking cornerback? It could be third and five, third and seven, and we're 10 yards off the cornerback. And every time we're getting beat with a quick slant over the middle, fucking Chris Olave did it. Uh, uh, they're tight end. I can't remember his name. Uh, 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 Get to also play his quarterback. I can't remember his name, but he got in there on, on I just don't understand what is it? What is it? Because I, I would rather just be in cover one and just go man the whole game than, than to consistently get beat over the middle. And and it's the only way that teams are beating us. Yes, our defensive running game has gotten better as far as stopping that. We have gotten so much better at that. And hopefully with Montez Sweat coming in, that'll help us where we can, you know, the secondary will be all right too. But I'm just seeing the same shit over and over. Quick slant. Over the middle, and for the life of me, I can't figure it out. Is it a scheme thing? Is it a coaching thing? Because if it's a coaching thing, man, we're going to have to get somebody else in there. Because that's an adjustment that you should be able to go in at halftime and make. 
as a coach, you should see on third downs, they're hitting us for quick plants over the middle. Okay, so I'm going to play. I'm going to man up. We're not going to get right up in their grill, but we're going to be no more than five yards away from them, and we're going to play inside leverage, and we're going to force that sucker outside. I know that just from playing goddamn Madden, okay? So why the fuck can't Eberflus figure that out is what I'm trying to figure out, man. If he can't make small decisions like that, he's got to, he's got to go on. He's got, that, that's an easy adjustment to make, man. Stop allowing your cornerbacks to play 10 yards off the ball. That should never be the case. It should never be the case unless it's third and long, third and 15 or 20. Uh, but let me know what you think about that, man. That's the most frustrating part about watching this defense play football is the running game looks better. Of course, the pass and rushing, pass rushing can get better. But those fucking quick slants over the middle. When you watch it Thursday, watch on third down, it's going to be a quick slant over the middle. I damn near want to throw my phone at the TV every time. But uh, anyway, man, that's all I got to say. Thanks for up. Bear down. Yeah, Darius left a voicemail on this before. Clearly getting blown up in the middle is a big problem for Darius, and it comes down to the system that we run. We're zone heavy. If you know how to pick that apart, you're gonna it's going to get opened in the middle, especially via slant routes. That's what you're going to see. Now, hopefully with play of like Jack Sanborn and things, it starts in, increasing that, but that's just a nature of what this system is, and I think I said the same thing to you before. So don't be surprised. Like, I get it, Darius. That's your thing, and, I, and I'm not trying to knock you for that. But listen, getting blown up in the middle is what the, this system is going to do. Now, we can mitigate it some, but this the, the middle is kind of always going to be susceptible in a way with how we just run our system. It just is what it is there. It's unfortunate. Hopefully, we go to more man coverage, which I think could help eliminate that. But that's kind of right now the weakness of the team, much like with the Chicago Bulls is third quarters. With uh, the Chicago Bears, it's third downs and giving up uh, big plays, slant plays in the middle. It is what it is. All right, let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from Coach C. What's up, fellas? It's Coach C. Hey, I just want to run something by y'all real quick. Of course, we love everything y'all do, right? I think Chicago Cubs signing Craig Council is now going to put some added pressure on the Bears organization to make a change for Eva Blue. Right now, they didn't gave this guy so much time, and here we are. Year two, and the Bears have no identity of who they are. Bears need to go make that splash hiring right now. Move on for Eberflus. Sign Jim Harbaugh in, a, in the offseason. Bring him in. Let him restore the monsters of the midway. Let him give the Chicago Bears an identity, again, of a tough-nosed football team. Pulls you in the phone booth, punches you in the face. Again and again and again. That's how we play football in Chicago. Eberflus does not have that identity. Get Harbaugh in here. Let him get a staff in here. Let him develop fields. He has a track with record with it with quarterbacks like uh, Colin Kaepernick, who can run, get out the pocket. He can tailor an offense to his skill set, and that's what we're missing with the with the Bears. Bears going to go get the splash hiring right now. Fire Eberflus. Get everything in writing to bring on Harbaugh as the coach of the Bears next year. Bring back your roster, added draft picks, and let's get it done. Chicago up and bear down. Um, I don't think the Cubs are going to put any pressure on the Bears. I, I I get it in saying that they're in, we're in the same city, but I don't think that anything the Cubs do are going to put anything on pressure for the, what the Bears do. Completely different leagues, completely different things. I don't think that. Now, here's what I'll say. I don't want a splash signing for the next uh, head coach. I don't give a damn about a splash signing. I give a damn about the right signing. That's what I care about. Now, that's not to say that Jim Harbaugh can't be the best signing. I'm not saying that at all. I know that's – I just – I don't care about the Bears making a splash with who they sign as their next head coach. Whenever that does happen, I care about them getting the right head coach that's going to develop guys, build a winning culture, that type of stuff. That's what I care about. Splash or not, I don't care if the Bears hire somebody that nobody's ever even heard of. But if it brings the results that the Chicago Bears need, 
That's what I care about. And you may have not meant that by splash signing as far as just going out and getting a big name, but I'm just saying my opinion on that. I don't care. I care not for splash signings. Go out and get the right guy to lead this team. Go out and get the right defensive coordinator. Go out and get the right offensive guy. Go out and get the right pieces that are going to get the most out of this talent that we do have here in Chicago that hasn't always been put in the proper situation. That's kind of my thought on that. Let me know what you guys think on Coach C down below. All right, let's get into the last one. This one's from Good Old Faithful. This one's from Barry. Hey, Bobby C-Dub. Fellas, hey, it's Barry here. So, fellas, I got two topics I want to cover, and then I'm going to bounce, okay? I'll make them quick. So, first topic of business is, hey, C-Dub, I know you're with me on this. Jack Sanborn, again, gets his opportunities, and he fucking, he's lights out, guys. He, I, I know we paid Edmonds, you know, five years, 72 mil, four years, 72 mil, whatever it is. They're paying that guy $18 million a year. And, fellas, hear me out. We trade Edmonds for a third, fourth round pick, whatever we can get, and we give that money to Jalen Johnson, fellas, and you, you roll with Sanborn and Edwards, and then Sewell when he comes in there. Now, fellas, especially you got three good inside linebackers with Edwards, Edmonds, and Sanborn, and maybe Sewell. Who knows what he's going to end up being? But, guys, if, if we go to a 3-4 next year with the new staff, what the fuck are we doing? Then we got maybe four inside linebackers? And we, we can only play two at a time. Right now, we only play two at a time with the fucking nickel most of the time. So it's a travesty that Jack Sanborn's not on the field more. And if you bench Edmonds, then you're playing, he's going to Sam. You're playing, you know, half the snaps with a guy you're paying nearly, you know, $20 million a year to. You're paying him like a franchise quarterback. You can't do that. So I am on board with rolling with Sanborn and trading Edmonds, getting a third or fourth round pick, and then saving that cash. I, I just, I don't see why that's a bad move. And I like Tremaine Edmonds. I'd love for him to come back and look great to up his value to trade him. Uh, he seems like a, a really nice guy, though, but we got an animal in Jack Sanborn, and he's, he cost us nothing. So that's what I think about that. And then, fellas, I, I got to say, if the Bears drop this to the Panthers, uh, by the time this comes out, who knows if it already happened, but, Fellas, I want Hightower as the new interim head coach favorite. I, Hightower is the only coach on that team that's worth a, a shit. I mean, that guy, he doesn't beat around the bush. He fucking, he's specific, which is very refreshing for this fucking administration. And I, what else can you say? The guy's a straight shooter. And I just, I feel like he's the only guy in that building that's not a fucking coward and a weasel. So, I don't know, fellas. You give me your thoughts. So, uh, till next time, Chicago up and bit down. Trade Edmonds and, and re-sign Jalen Johnson. Listen, I don't think that they're going to trade Edmonds just because of, A, it's not going to really limit them in signing Jalen Johnson if they want to offer him the money. But I think that with how cheap Sanborn's going to be for a while, they're going to keep uh, Tremaine Edmonds there. Now, I do think that Tremaine Edmonds, me, Bobby, and uh, Steve-O, I believe, talked about it. I do think if you move Tremaine Edmonds to the outside, which he's played on the outside before, Jack Sanborn looks like much better of a, at a, the middle linebacker position. This guy's bringing playmaking. He's bringing tackles. He hits hard. You had the drop interception, which sucks there. But Jack Sanborn just feels, looks, and operates and plays like a Chicago Bears middle linebacker. He just does. I love watching Jack Sanborn play football. I just do. And Jack Sanborn, it, it, he's, he's kind of, and I talked about it on a couple videos ago, really making people look at, like, you should have trusted him more instead of going out and signing Tremaine Edmonds. Now, I understand why you did. But T.J. Edwards, Jack Sanborn are Chicago Bears linebackers. That's not to say that Edmonds can't improve. He was slowly improving as well the last few games. I think, you know, moving him to the middle, maybe we just need to see a flip-flop in that area, and maybe that gets the most out of both, the best out of both players at least. That's the hope. You guys can let me know what you guys think on that down below. But that's the time for today, guys. 
Make sure you guys are following the show at Shy Bear Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearcentral.gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. And like I liked in every episode on, Shy Town Up, but bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.